0: there, and welcome to the Simply Living For Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living For Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our lives is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So you are joining me for a special episode because I know that God is up to something good in this and Satan's been trying to stop it. I have literally tried to record this episode, I'm going to say 20 times at this point. I have started and stopped and started and stopped and things have gone wrong every single time and so... I just know that Satan doesn't want this message to get out, and that gives me all the more motivation to get it done. So before we start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning homeschool curriculum provider, and their mission is to help the homeschooling family and students learn, live, and defend the Christian faith through their print and digital curriculum and online classes. We have used Apologia for years, at least 13, 14 years, and it's always been a joy to use their curriculum. Um, It's truly Bible-based, and we have loved it. They always have new resources. Also, I've noticed on their Facebook page right now, they're always putting up great little encouragements and resources and fun things. Um, So go over to their Facebook page and also to their website, Apologia.com, stock up on your curriculum for next year. Get it now and you don't have to think about it later. So go check them out at Apologia.com. So today, like I said, this is a special episode because I feel like it's been such a difficult one to record, but I believe so strongly in getting this message out there. So I wanted to talk about something that pretty cool that has happened during this pandemic, right? Um, Most people are not going to say, wow, something cool has happened, but I'm telling you, something really amazing has happened. And I want to share about it for two reasons. One is to give God the glory, because I truly do believe this is all his work, and to point to him and to praise him and to show you his amazing, transforming work, and number two, it's Really to encourage anyone out there, maybe you've struggled with some of the things I'm going to talk about, or maybe not, but maybe you have something else that you struggle with. And I believe that this will apply to you as well. So many of you know, I've talked about it before on the podcast that I have struggled with anxiety and worry and fears in my life. And, you know, I actually have several podcast episodes, I have one, I know where I addressed this, um, uh, pretty much the whole episode was all about um, overcoming anxiety. And so it's definitely gotten better in the past several years. And of course, I attribute that to my walk with the Lord, and he's really been working in my life. And but you know, there's been times where it, uh, it rears its ugly head, and it kind of ebbs and flows, and it's gone up and down at different times in my life. Um, and yes, the past few years it has been much better, but it definitely has always kind of been on the back burner. It's just it's still there at times. Well, let me tell you, what a miraculous work! Because we we're like two months into this pandemic here, and I have literally not had any anxiety. Or worry or fear. I will say in the very beginning, when this first started and we first started like talking about you know um, the virus spreading and and all that, there I did have a couple of days there where I started to um, obsess a little bit about it and you know get really consumed with the information. <clears throat> but since then. I've really had to like stop some days in my tracks. And I've said to Steve, oh my goodness, is this not like the weirdest thing? I am not even like, this is the least of my worries. And I know that sounds crazy because there's a lot of people out there right now that are very worried and very fearful. And um, so that's what makes it so incredible to me that this is of all times, this is where I should be consumed, right? <laughs> so let me just backtrack a little bit and explain to you guys Um The level of anxiety that I have dealt with. I've never been, like I said, uh, I haven't been like diagnosed with anxiety disorder or anything like that. But I have had, you know, um, there's so you can be concerned and you can have normal caution and concern and all of that. Um, But I will take it to the next level to where it sort of consumes me, and that's how I know that it's a problem, because I should only be consumed by Christ, honestly, consumed by the Word of God. I should be so consumed with doing the things of God, but I will say that I have let fear and anxiety consume me way too many times. And I can remember that this is always how I've been. As a child, I can remember being terrified of different things, uh, keeping me awake at night, thinking about oftentimes the future and what if this happens and what if that happens and what if you know harm comes to me or I die early or something like that and um, I just can remember being often consumed with worry and as I got older I believe it got much worse um, into my young adulthood Um, before I got married I remember it was really at its worst and nobody probably knew at the time nobody would look at me and say there's a girl consumed by fear but I'll tell you it was something I was struggling with it was always something that I was um, aware of and dealing with and I would have these thoughts you know that you know something would happen to me or or I would get nervous about health issues and things like that and when we got married um, then it started to kind of transfer to worries about finances and money and I mean that's Probably because when we first got married, we were newly married. I was eight months pregnant, I believe, maybe seven months pregnant, Um, and I was uh, pregnant with my first daughter, Grace, my first child, Grace, and. My husband got laid off and you know here we are right out of college brand new married and we're having a baby. I had already quit my job because I was all about being a stay-at-home mom. And so now he loses his job. <laughs> and so I I think, you know, just going through that experience kind of made me start to feel um insecure about finances. And, you know, lo and behold, it's so funny. And we have a podcast episode about this as well. Two times after that job loss. So we got through that job loss. We were always provided for, you know, looking back, God just worked through so much through that whole experience. Two more times in our marriage, Steve got laid off. This was well before he had his own company, which is really one of the reasons he started his own business. But, um, you know, It just always made me feel so insecure and so afraid about money and finances and, you know, how are we going to get through this? And it's so silly because looking back, every single time he got laid off, even though it was a terrible circumstance, when we look back, it was always for good. Like it always happened for a reason. We saw that reason and God always provided through all those times. And so still, even after those, I guess, you know, once you're laid off three times, you sort of have this old trauma about it. Like, I always felt so nervous about finances and money to the point where I couldn't even handle being a part of like budgets and money discussions. Steve had to take over all the finances, and I just literally couldn't be a part of it. Like, I, I can't even, I would say to him, Don't even tell me how much is in the account or not in the account. I don't want to know how much the bills are. Like I couldn't even be a part of it because there's something about me where I get a little obsessive about numbers. And I look at that now and I realize that I put a false sense of security in like these tangible things that I feel like I can control, you know, numbers, even though I know that I'm not really controlling that. God is in control. Um and so I would like obsess about numbers, so to the point where I couldn't even know about them. And so, you know, even looking at um this pandemic, there's all these statistics and charts and, you know, there's numbers everywhere in the headlines. And they don't even phase me. And that's how I know that I am like I've come so far or God has kind of healed me of this because I can tell you other seasons, just like regular flu seasons, I would be so worried about, you know, the kids getting the flu that I would be on like the CDC website and analyzing charts and numbers. And, you know, what are the numbers and statistics in my area? Because for some reason, it would provide me a false sense of security, you know, if the numbers were good or bad or whatever. And so I I just say that to you so you guys realize that. You know, this is this is kind of my mindset with fears and worries, and trying to control my fears and worries through tangible things like statistics or bank balances or things like that. Um, and yes, it's wise to have information. So I'm not saying we should be ignorant to the information. Uh, me not knowing about the bank account is not the solution to my worry either. I realize that that is just another, you know, way of me unhealthily dealing with it. Um, so. Anyway, all that to say is during this time, you know, I watch the press conferences and I see the numbers and and like, it just hit me the other day, like, I literally do not even worry about it. I don't worry about getting the virus. I don't worry about, um, you know, I understand that the economy right now and the business and all that. And while, you know, Steve, you know, both of us, we are our income is always, of course, affected, we are self employed is affected by various variables. So of course, you know, like everyone else, you're, you're fearing, but it's so different. Now, my circumstances don't define me anymore. This whole pandemic has completely changed my thought processes and my thinking about my purpose in life and my days, you know, that I get. And I mean, all of us have to face our own mortality, I think, through this. We are faced with it every day. And really, what God has been teaching me so much is it is not about the number of my days. It's what I do in those days. And, you know, it's funny because I think about all through time, there is not one person who has, you know, lived forever, right? We all, well, we will live forever, one day in eternity. But what I'm saying is on earth, no one's earthly life went on and on forever, no matter how good they were, no matter how much they served the Lord, no matter, you know, what. In fact, there are many, many people who we would define as good or good servants of the Lord who had shortened lives. So like you rethink things and you're like, it's not about how long or how short, because all along in all of time, there have been varying lengths of days for everybody. And yet we remember certain people for what they've done or how they served and they may have had a very short life or we remember others who may have had had a very long life. And so I think for me, I used to always be afraid of dying. I just, I'll say that right out. I was always afraid. What if I die early? What if I don't get to fulfill my dreams? You know, what if I don't, whatever, Uh, or what if, you know, of course, as a parent, you want to, don't want to even consider the fact that what if you lose your child or your husband or those things? But during this time, like, I've really come to realize that um, no one is immune to dying, obviously. Um, And why do I always focus on that? Like, even before when I knew that, you know, we know that it says in the Psalms, um, in Psalm 139, it says that God knows um, our days, you know, they were ordained and, and we can't add to them. And even though I knew that truth, I was still always afraid of the truth, like, well, what if my days were ordained by God? It wasn't like I was praying and trying to, you know, lengthen my days, because I know that they're numbered, but I was always afraid, well, what if God's going to have me die early? What if that's the plan? And I no longer feel that way. I feel like I don't need to know, because obviously, if I needed to know, I would know. I don't need to know the amount of days I have. I need to know what I'm doing with the days I have. Because I do know that they're going to end someday. So rather than fretting and and going crazy about everything, um, we have to really just focus on how are we going to handle the circumstances that we are in? You know, God doesn't always rescue us from our circumstances. He rescues us from ourselves in those circumstances. You know, he doesn't change the circumstances. He changes us in the circumstances. And I have seen that so clearly in the past two weeks. You know, yesterday, Steve, it was so funny. He came to me, his car, he has a a pickup truck. It's got over 200,000 miles you know, we know that it's on its way out someday soon. <laughs> and yesterday, you know, he found out the transmission or something wasn't working. And I just know that word means you probably either have a very expensive fix that's too expensive to fix. um, Or, you know, that's the end of the car, we are in no place right now to buy another car. And so He tells me that, and I mean, the Karen of the past, and he even said it to me today. He's like, it's amazing what God has done. The Karen of the past would have immediately, so he called the shop, they said, bring it in, we'll look at it tomorrow, you know, drop it off, and so... The old Karen immediately would have started Googling all the things. How much is it going to cost? What if it's this problem? What if it's that problem? And and literally getting in a bad mood over it, literally hiding up in my room because I don't want to deal with anybody because I'm upset about this. You know, how are we going to pay for it? All that stuff. And I literally said to him yesterday, I drove him or I met him at the auto body shop and, you know, drove him home and said, um... Whatever will be will be. I don't know how we're going to pay for another truck, but God does. I don't know how we're going to, you know, whatever. I had, I didn't even think twice about it. Lo and behold, we get a call today from the shop, they looked at the car, it needs a very inexpensive part. And (laughs) he says, Steve says to me, Isn't it amazing that you didn't waste your whole day yesterday? Because that's really what the old Karen would have done. He's like, you didn't waste your whole day yesterday? I was like, no, I didn't even think about it. And quite frankly, even if they called today and said the car is done, you need to get a new one, I still have this feeling like it's fine. And so I really truly believe like God has really done this. He has transformed me. He has delivered me from from all my fears, like it says in the Bible. Um, because, you know, finances don't define us. Our health doesn't define us. The economy doesn't define us. It's how we respond to those things, because Right now, it's a very confusing and difficult time. People are angry about losing their jobs. People are angry about being afraid of the virus. People are angry that people are dying. I mean, that's, that's the circumstances. That's the reality. That is what is going on. Jobs are being lost. Lives are being lost. All these things, that's a real reality. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be sad. We shouldn't be upset. And we shouldn't be, you know, even a little bit angry sometimes. But, but... We have to remember this is what we have been dealt with and how we respond to what we have been dealt with is so much more important. And so my response has been in this whole thing, I want to live like there's no tomorrow. I mean, if anything, this time has been a blessing for me because I have been just crystal clear on how much time I was wasting, how much um. Maybe energy and effort I was wasting on the wrong things, especially on things like worrying and fears and no one is immune to dying. So right there, I can stop worrying about it. I'm going to die, right? We're all going to die. It might be sooner rather than later. So what am I doing with the days that I have right now? Like I said, it says in Psalm 139, God, I mean, it, it talks all in that Psalm about God knowing every single thing about us and how he has ordained every day in our book. It says in Matthew six twenty seven, you cannot add one hour to your life by worrying. Yet for me, it was such a tendency to default to that place of worry to default to that fear of what if and I wasn't focusing on what is but the difference that has happened in this time is like I've gone through periods before where I'm like I don't worry I don't worry you know and, and and it kind of gets like I said put on the back burner this is different like really different because I really feel like I have focused as it says in Colossians I believe you know set your mind on things above um And not on the things of this earth. Like I really believe that when you are surrendered to God and you truly want his will above your own wants. You truly want his will and you're open handed, ready to say, okay, Lord, whatever you have for me, I am game. I am ready. And for many years and many times in my life, I will say, yes, Lord, I surrender. But really deep down, I hold on. Um, And this, this is different. This I really, really realize that there's a difference when you're walking in the spirit. And this it's like, this isn't me. This isn't Karen in the flesh at all. Because Karen in the flesh is quite ugly. This isn't Karen in the flesh. This is Karen walking by God's spirit, not my own anything, because I don't want this to sound like I figured this out. I haven't. So if you're dealing with fears, and worry and all that, it's I haven't figured this out. God has like lifted me out. He has set me on this place where I feel like I have truly set my mind on things above like I I it's a supernatural feeling where you are not um, making all the things of the earth your primary concern, but the kingdom of God your primary concern. It says in Matthew 6, 33, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. That has been my life verse forever. And it really just means you seek after the kingdom of God. You seek after the things of God. And he will take care of everything. Everything you need. Not everything you want, but everything you need. Because your life is in his hands. His plans and his purposes will always prevail. He has a plan and a purpose for our lives. And it does not necessarily have to be in tune with what we think we want. And so our job is then to line up with his will. And so there's a um, translation of Matthew 633. It's in the New Living Translation that says, make the kingdom of God your your primary concern and i have been thinking of that over and over lately how the kingdom of god is my primary concern now this pandemic has showed me that 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 is to be my primary concern yes we can be concerned about the economy and jobs and we can be concerned about health and viruses and pandemics and all of these things but may they not be our primary concern the kingdom of god is our primary concern so how we behave in these circumstances is far greater than having these circumstances changed the way we want them to. You know, we can spread positivity and we can spread negativity just as much as a virus, right? We can spread lots of negativity these days. It is contagious like nothing, right? It is just like that virus out there. It is so contagious, the negativity that I see all the time on the internet and everything else. May we be contagious for Christ. May we uh, use these circumstances not to spread negativity, not to get wrapped up in the things of this earth because all of the things in this earth are temporary. But God's kingdom and our eternity with him is not temporary. So why is... Why is our primary concern always with our comforts here on earth, our security here on earth, our lives here on earth? I am realizing so much lately that I have a limited amount of time. What am I doing with that time? You know, I just had a vision of like those, um, you know, those like game shows where they're on a shopping spree and they're running through in a minute and how much can they grab and put in their cart in that minute. I mean, that's how I feel. That's my life right now. I have a set amount of time. I don't know if it's a minute. I don't know if it's a day. I don't know if it's a year. I don't know if it's 50 years, right? There's a set amount of time that God knows when the timer is going to run out. But let me run through that store. Let me run through this earth and grab everyone I can for the kingdom of God. Right? And how can I share God's love with people during this time. I have been on fire more than ever. That that is that is my primary concern right now. You know, I've got my opinions and I've got my beliefs, and I don't need to go spreading those around. Those uh, what I need to do is share the truth of God's love. I've been saying this left and right on my um, videos. I've been doing daily videos over on my Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and I've been saying this left and right that um, if we can change souls that is how the world will change, right? We're all wanting change in the world. We all don't like what we see in this, you know, and that. We all have our different agendas and opinions and all that. But if we want things to change, it's not going to be from our rhetoric and our arguments and our opinions. It's going to be because souls are changing for Christ. Souls that are changed will change the world. And so, if I want to see the world a better place for my 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 children and my grandkids and the future generations it starts with changing people for christ because those people will then we will have a lot less evil in this world if we have more souls one for christ right but yet we're trying to change everything it's like we're trying on the outside on the surface to change how this world, the um, the path it's going down, but yet we're not thinking about changing stuff on the inside, and I see that with this with with my own experience with this fear, I could try to change my fears left and right all these years. I could try to change my behavior. I could try to you know tell myself it's not right to be afraid, but I was still afraid. It's not right to have anxiety, but I was still had anxiety. You know, you're worrying too much. I could tell myself that left and right. But the cure only came from God himself when I truly surrendered. And I can't even say that I did anything on my part. It was truly him coming in and finally saying, like, you are released from your fears. And I will show you the way to live. And it isn't, you know, like I said, for years and years, it's always been like something I try to do, something I know is wrong, and I try to fix it. But it wasn't until God stepped in and literally... Changed it from the inside out. And so, if you're struggling with something, if you're struggling with just all the junk that's going on in the world right now, the truest change in yourself and in others only comes from Jesus. Only God's Spirit can change our hearts, can change our souls, which then in turn, changes our behavior and so whatever it is whether it's fear and anxiety like it is for me or something else it's an act of surrender and I've every day you know I've been I've been spending time in the word and praying and I've asked the Lord you know over and over I surrender to you I surrender this to you and so many times I just take it back And praise the Lord, for some reason this time, I haven't taken it back. It is the most freeing place to live, knowing that I do not have to be afraid of when my days will end, how my days will end, if anything happens to my family, if anything happens to my finances, because... All of my days are ordained in his book and everything that happens within those days are ordained in his book. My job is to seek after him, make the kingdom of God my primary concern and know that he is going to provide everything we need or everything I, I need. And to truly um, seek him first to truly seek him first in all things. It it changes everything. I said to Steve today, I, I don't even recognize myself. I'm so freed from this. I hear bad news on, you know, the headlines. I don't wallow and 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 in go into that pit of being consumed. I'm just like, okay, so this is the reality. How do I deal with that now, Lord? How do I, um, how do I handle that? And it really helps sometimes, they think, to look back and see there is not one hero of faith in the Bible or or missionary or you know, these, these people that we look on and we say they had such an impact for the kingdom. There is not one that didn't have hardship. And there is not one that their earthly days went on forever. So when you bring that reality into it and say, The reality is, I have so many hours, days, minutes, years, whatever, decades left here. That's not for me to know. God knows. What am I doing with each of those moments? How am I making the kingdom of God my primary concern? How am I walking with him, taking my eyes off of the things of this earth? You know, Ephesians 5, uh, 16 says, Make the best use of our time because the days are evil. How am I making the best use of my time? Yes, these days right now we're living in our scary times. They sure are scary times. How am I making the best use of this time. I am not necessarily going to change the evil around me. However, one soul at a time, you can have an impact. And I'm not going to have an impact on souls cowering in fear myself. So how am I making the best use of my time? My mission more than ever is to be bold for Jesus, is to stop worrying what others think, stop worrying about this earthly stuff and knowing in the end that is really all that matters and this is what we were created for we were created to live in hard times in struggling times sometimes we weren't created to live in this little perfect bubble we were created this is the time of the history of the world that we have been created to live in. Some people were born to live in the Holocaust. Some people were born to live in World War I. Some people were born to live in the Spanish flu. Some people were born to live in Bible times. And, you know, this is the time that God has ordained for us to live. What are we going to do with it? Are we going to sit around and, and read statistics and be afraid? Are we going to sit around and, and yell about how we're upset about what's going on? Are we going to do something for the kingdom of God? There's a big difference, right? And so if we could all, I've been saying this on my, my Facebook as well, if we could all share the gospel as much as we share all of our, you know, um, charts and opinions and headlines, we might just make some kind of impact. An impact that's really going to transform the world from the inside out. Like I said, this transformation that's taken place in me with this fear, it is truly something that has happened from the inside out. It is not something I did on my own. It is truly a work of God. However, our what we need to do, our step of faith is to surrender and say, "Lord." I ultimately want for my life what you want for my life. Yes, there may be some tragic circumstances. Yes, there may be some things that we can't even comprehend. But God is in control of our lives. Nobody has walked through a life on earth in a perfect bubble. Think about that. Yet why every day we're constantly striving to make this perfect bubble? What if we just looked at it differently and said, these are the times we're in. They're evil times. How am I making the best use of that time? Like it says there in Ephesians. It says in Job 14, a man's days are numbered. You know the number of his months. He cannot live longer than the time you have set. We have a certain finite amount of earthly time, but we have an infinite amount of time in eternity and I want to make sure that I'm using this time here to impact that eternity more than ever I want to reach people with the good news of the gospel to share the love of Jesus. And I really believe that God, maybe he's just taken these fears away from me, number one, so I can give glory to him. That's what I'm doing. This is all about him. I'm going to set my feet on a rock, like it says in the Bible, and sing of his praises. Um, I mean, lifelong fear and worry and anxiety, crippling fear. I don't have any of it right now in the middle of a pandemic. It's just beyond my imagination. Like I said, the only thing that I have really had... um, not fears or you know worries the only negative thing that I have had impact me from this is I just get so sad at seeing the disunity in people Um, I, I get so sad seeing the fighting and the negativity I see it all the time that's what's really got me down because I feel like that's everybody focusing on the earthly things when why aren't we as Christians, sharing the gospel right now. People are dying every single day from this virus. But worst of all, people are dying without Christ. People right now are afraid. They're hurting. They're searching. Why aren't we sharing Christ? They're looking for an answer and we have it. We should be so on fire for him right now but we're on fire for these earthly things vaccines or no vaccines you know economy and jobs and and you know should we stay home or shouldn't we stay home and all that stuff and yes we ha- we are on this earth and we have to um you know go through all those things but we are so focused on those things and putting all of our security in those things that we're not setting our mind on things above We are so focused on how to make our life more comfortable here on earth that we are forgetting that earth is not our primary concern. The kingdom of God is. And so I am just so thankful right now that God has given me this perspective. I I can't even tell you to not worry, to not have fear. It is so freeing. Because normally this type of thing would send me into a tailspin. Like I said, I'd be in the fetal position in my bed, worrying, looking up statistics, you know. I live in New Jersey, the hardest hit area. We have almost 100,000 cases right now. And I'm just like, you know what? This is the situation we are in. These are the circumstances God has put me in. But God is in those circumstances with me. And so I'm grabbing onto him and saying, all right, God, what do you want me to do in these circumstances? And so it has just been amazing. It has been amazing to um, have this freedom. And I wanted to share that with you, like I said, to give God the glory ultimately, and also to encourage you in whatever maybe kind of um, thing that you are struggling with, whether it's fear like me and anxiety and worry or something else, there is freedom. There is freedom. And I'm experiencing it right now. And I am just so grateful to God. Um, there's one thing I wanna tell you tomorrow, Friday, February, I February. <laughs> see my mind is back in pre-pandemic mode. Friday, April 24th. uh, Friday, April 24th. Whenever you're listening to this, if it's before 3 p.m. on Friday, April 24th, or it's after, you are going to want to go check out my Facebook page on Simply Living for Him. I'm doing a live video to make a very big announcement. Something that God has uh, been working with me, um, and I started a project a secret project but i'm revealing it tomorrow and it's for everybody i pray that it's going to bless everybody it's the biggest thing i have ever worked on so i'm revealing it tomorrow um, live on facebook at 3 p.m if you don't have facebook you can definitely find out about it because i'm going to be putting it all over my social media but um if you hear this podcast after then you can still go probably check out the video will be there um indefinitely it'll stay up there um, plus like i said it'll be all over my social media and i will talk more about it on the podcast next week because i'm super duper excited they say that uh innovation takes place during these times where we're homebound in times of crisis i believe that has happened here uh, with simply living for him and so the future of the ministry here is um I'm excited about it. I'll just say that. So, anyway, I want to hear from you guys. If you have been struggling with fear, I want to pray for you. Um, People have, my readers have been sending me prayer requests. I have a list here um, and I pray for them every day. And so, if you want to be added to my list, please send over your prayer request. Um, It is not an easy thing. It is not a fun thing to deal with fear and anxiety and worry. I know it is a paralyzing sometimes um, trap. That, you know, I I get it. I understand. I want to pray for you. And I just ask you, take that step of surrender and really say to the Lord, Lord, what am I going to do with my time? Am I going to spend it worrying about what is, what if or am I going to focus on today and what is? And the truth is, God is. He's right here with us. And he wants us to walk through the hard times and the easy times with him. And so I'd love to hear from you. Or if you're listening, and you want to comment on the Facebook page or Instagram or wherever you follow me over out there in internet land, I want to hear from you. Um, I heard from some of you today, I posted on Facebook a little bit about how my fears have been, um, you know, have they've disappeared. And some of you have said you've, you've felt the same thing, you're experiencing the same thing. It's that true peace that surpasses all understanding that is how i would describe it it doesn't make sense probably to you know the earthly view But I'm not here to live with an earthly view. So it is the peace that truly surpasses all understanding. So I hope this encouraged you today. Um, I've been doing videos every day on Facebook and Instagram and on YouTube. They are up on all three of those platforms right now. They're daily encouragement, daily devotional videos. If you want to go check those out, I will link in the show notes. The Simply Living for Him devotional is available on Amazon. So many of you have been using this time, and that makes me so thrilled to get back. Into the Word of God to really spend time at the feet of Jesus, listen to His voice above all the voices out there right now. And I'm thrilled that so many of you have been using the Simply Living for Him devotional to help you get back to the Word of God. And so that is available on Amazon. Um, Also, my Bible based homeschooling e course is half price right now. And uh, if you're looking for a way to keep the Bible at the center of your homeschool, this e course is a guide to show you just how to do that. So I pray that you are all safe and well. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.